0: this show is for you.
1: We promise to bring you real and authentic conversations with parents and experts who are committed to making their family, their life's most important work.
0: This show will help you take a stand for your family and to raise your children by design, not default. So welcome to another episode of the Family Brand Podcast. I'm really stoked to have my good friend, Scott Donnell here. Scott, welcome to the Family Brand Podcast, man. Good to be here, man. How are you? I'm doing so good. So Scott and I actually just recently got to hang out together at a really cool event in Denver, and I, I love Scott, love his family. In fact, fun fact, Scott and his wife Amy were in the first beta group cohort for Family Brand before Family Brand even had a website, before we had our official framework. Right. And uh,
2: yeah, so it's so cool to come full circle. Right after the pandemic hit, we were all on Zoom every week for like six weeks or whatever it was like trying to figure it out. Yeah.
0: Yeah. We were hanging out virtually in our living rooms together. A bunch of cool families. Uh, okay. So Scott, and let me tell you who Scott is. So first and foremost, committed husband, committed father, awesome, awesome family man, uh, really successful entrepreneur. And he's, he's the bestselling author of an incredible book that I'd, I'd suggest you get called Value Creation Kid. The Healthy Struggles Your Children Need to Succeed. And, They've they've served over 6 million families. He's the leading voice in helping parents teach their kids good money skills. And look, our family has actually benefited from this. My my kids have benefited from this. You've heard us talk about Tate and Tanner's t-shirt business, uh, Creator Complain. That was heavily influenced by Scott, and the success they've had from that has been heavily influenced by Scott. He's also the host of the Smart Money Parenting, uh, which is a top five podcast for families. And he now runs Gravy Stack, which we're going to really get into today. It's the world's first bank account for kids and teens that plays like a game. Super cool! Uh, it's a gamified banking system that uses 100 games to teach kids how to earn, save, spend, share, and invest. And look, the mission is to help 50 million kids become financially competent and ready to succeed in the real world. That so, that's it. And a lot of Scott's influence again directly benefited our family, my boys. Uh, Tate and Tanner. And so Scott did something really cool recently where he went and interviewed a hundred wealthy affluent families Yep, who have actually successfully navigated this idea of generational wealth. Because I think I've talked about that a little bit on the podcast, but if you know anything about inheritance or wealth, it's a really known statistic that over 90% of all families who pass along any kind of wealth, by the third generation, all of the money's gone. And the worst part The family's completely torn apart in most cases. Yep. A lot of addiction, suicide, mental health challenges, depression, uh, broken families. And so it's just a staggering number. However, there are some families who have successfully defied those odds. And Scott, you went and interviewed them. Yeah. And like, what did you do? And I want you to hear this. What Scott's going to share with you, these principles are applicable to everyone, whether you're passing along a significant amount of wealth or not. These are just proven principles to have a strong family generationally. Yeah.
2: Yeah. This is all about creating family legacy, like a successful legacy and how to prepare your kids for wealth. That's what we are out to find, you know, and, and with the app gravy stack and the book, we put all the principles in here so that the whole world can do it. A hundred percent of families can do these things. You don't need to be a multimillionaire, a billionaire to do them. They just really had to dive in and figure it out because they didn't want to spoil and entitle and ruin the next generations. So the crazy thing we found, and we didn't just talk to a hundred, we've talked to thousands of families. We had to narrow it down because so many families struggle with this issue. They have wayward kids, struggling grandkids, victim mindsets, anxiousness everywhere, um, spoilment, entitlement. They don't realize they're doing it. And so we, we dissolved it all into the app for gravy stack for, for every family in America to do it. And so I think the first thing we realized in doing this, they all do the same thing. And no, and the shocking part is that nobody else does. That was the crazy part. These like lessons we learned. Meaning, meaning the families that are successful, they're all following the same
0: principles. They're all doing the same thing. No one else does. And I think another crazy part is It's not like shared. Like It's like we don't know what these successful families are doing that are having such generational success. Yeah,
2: nobody's codified it because 90% of them get it wrong. And then everybody else who's just trying to break out of generational poverty, they've got the wrong mindsets, the wrong systems. Their kids are just following suit. And so shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves in three generations, that's like the accepted motto. And so we want to get families to break out of that. You know, that's not how it should be. You know, you should have incredible family legacy, not just with money, but with connection and love and, and a family that's tied together, you know, for many, many generations to come. And I think why you and I are such a powerful combo is, is like, you guys are dealing with the last name, the brand. What does it mean to have our last name? And we've loved that program with you. What I'm focusing on is the operational like setup in the home. How do you set up your home and talk to your kids and create this home economy and this this heritage, drafting the conversations with your kids to learn the core money skills, to learn value creation, to like be prepared for the world, prepared for wealth. And when you combine those two things, man, like they're set, like there's like a barrier of protection around your family. These kids are going to be rock stars. Yeah, because the it's like, it's interesting A lot of entrepreneurs
0: and a lot of the business world and a lot of the wealth management world is focused solely on just growing wealth. Yep. Everybody. But growing wealth is proven to be actually a disaster. Like you it it the family's worse off for it 90% of the time. Yep. And so it's like we we really don't we're really not doing enough to help them be successful generationally. Like, and, and I think we've bought into this lie that, like, well, yeah, you're just your family's just not gonna be as strong generationally. It's like, well. What if, what if families could get stronger with each passing generation? And that's my, my vision is a hundred years from now, three
2: generations, the Smith name, the Smith family is way stronger than it is even now. That's right. That's exactly what we want. And, you know, I think the biggest lesson, and I'll go through some of these lessons today that are in the app. Okay. And the app is an economy system. The, the gravy stack app is a bank and a game that plays together as one. And it's all these lessons that these families have been doing for decades, for 60, 70 years and then we just codified it made it super fun for families to get in. So they create the bank account for the kids. They get the debit card. They get the money machine. They have the setup for the home economy and the hunter games to play to be ready for the world, ready for wealth. And so the biggest thing we saw was most parents, when they start to cover their own expenses, start to stock some away, they start to make it and like they're like out of like poverty, they do something that really can hurt the kids. And they start from a point of love. They're not meaning to. What they do is they're like, I just want to give all my kids all the things I never had. I just want to make sure that they have all the opportunities I never had. I want to make sure that they don't have to go through the struggles I went through. Well, it's like, time out. Yeah, without those struggles, you wouldn't have... You wouldn't be you. Become who you've become. What do you think made you you? It's like, don't pass on trauma. Don't pass on addiction and neglect and abuse, but you've got to get your kids into a system where they're going through healthy struggles, okay? Where they're they're coming out the other side with capability and confidence and value creation. So the number one lesson we saw from these families was they helped their kids see the world in such a way where they created value everywhere they went, not money. Money is a store of value. Money follows value. Money is not the goal. Value creation is. Wow. And so, value, if you think about it, value comes in three forms material value, emotional value, and spiritual value. This is how these families set it up. They've trained their kids this way, they made it operational in the home. They said, it's not about your likes on social media, it's not about the cool club or the clicks or the popularity or looking good or getting all the achievements. Don't strive to be a success, strive to be a value. That's Albert Einstein. So what they focus on, so good. they focus on helping the kids have a lens to see the whole world as an opportunity to create value for themselves, their family, and everybody else. It just seeps from their pores. And so material value is the first one. That's what you produce and create in the world. That's training a kid to be entrepreneurial minded, not become an entrepreneur. Not everyone's gonna become an entrepreneur, that's fine. Only us 5% of kids come out of the womb with the DNA. How do I make money, dad, you know? 95% of kids don't, they, they, but they need to learn the mindset of value creation because entrepreneurs do this every day. But everybody else, if you wanna get the promotion, you gotta create value. If you wanna get the job, you gotta be of value, you gotta provide value, you gotta solve problems, you gotta find wants and needs and issues and solve them, right? My favorite definition of like a great business is they solve problems for people for profit. That's it. Yeah. And so the more you have that lens, the stronger you're going to become, the more reps you do as a six-year-old creating value in the home, the, the stronger you're going to become throughout your life. So that's the first type of value. The second type of value is emotional value. This is probably the rarest. Emotional value is how you think and how you feel and help others think and feel. In every situation, a kid can create value for somebody else. Every interaction, they can create value. A kid usually has a default of me first. What do I get? What I, what I want, right? Um, and if you, if you play into that and you give them what they want, mom and dad, I need 20 bucks. You give them the money. You give them the extra thing. You, do, you cover all their issues for them. You're, you're taking a hundred small steps to spoiling them and entitling them, right? Yeah or making them lazy and that, that a lazy kid always turns into a victim adult. They didn't, they fail, they struggle and they blame somebody else instead of mm. taking responsibility. And that starts in the home at ages like three to six, right? Sure. So emotional value is how you think. You can create immediate value by lifting somebody else up, encouraging them, helping them feel better, giving them a new mindset, shifting their brain. You and I do this every day with people, right? And then the last one is spiritual value. Spiritual value lifts somebody else above themselves to something greater, a greater cause, a greater mission. You know, for me, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus. It's that simple, like incredible. Greater love has none than this that he lays down his life for his friends, right? Love your neighbor as yourself. Lift people up. That is uh, spiritual value. And, and it doesn't have to be just as a Christian. Uh, my favorite one is probably the putting the man on the moon, right? Right. We're going to put a man on the moon in the 60s and bring him home safely by the end of the decade. The whole country got behind that. Everybody got lifted up. Everybody united. Everybody like joined this common mission, incredible spiritual value for the country. And it lifted everybody out of a lot of other issues. So value can be created in every situation and money follows value. Okay. And you're saying, Scott, that that's what you saw, that these
0: these families who defied the odds had generational success with wealth, but also... Strength in their family. Their focus was never teaching money creation, entrepreneurship. It was value creation. How to create value in the world and then money and prosperity or happiness. Like that always follows this desire to add value. Always follows. I even think like with Tate and Tanner with their t-shirt company, you know, it's like they're because they have a summer goal. They've set a big goal to make, you know, $10,000 by August 4th yep. and set some, set some specifics. And they're really focused on we got to make this many sales a day and this much revenue, which is great. But the reminder of, and what we're really focused on is we're just focused on how do we add as much value to as many people as we can with this offer.
2: That's right. That's right. Uh, It it solves so many other issues. I mean, we have this value creation cycle that these families taught us. Healthy struggle. And there's 90 of them in our book, Value Creation Kit. These are soft skills, hard skills. I mean, any athlete or or academic understands like going through the healthy struggles, right? Any business person, anyone that's trying to learn a skill understands healthy struggles. Parents need to let the kids go. Let them come through the struggle. Be the coach, be the guide, be the, you know, mentor. Let them skin their knees once in a while. Let them try. Let them fail. Let them keep trying because the moment they pass through it, they've got a capability for life. And that capability breeds confidence. And that confidence creates value. They go through the cycle again. That's the value creation cycle. And kids that don't have confidence, but they might have capability, that's an anxious kid. Mm. That's a self-doubting kid. How many teenage girls fall into this? They're incredibly smart, incredibly capable, driven, but they're self-conscious and anxious about everything. Okay. How many, and then you go the other side. If you're very confident, but you're not capable, you're entitled. You want more than you deserve. You want the front of the line, right? You think you deserve special treatment. And if you have neither confidence nor capability, you're a lazy victim. Okay. Those are the ones who don't ever want to go through any healthy struggles. And then they grow up and blame somebody else when they fail. Then with, but that's the point here is if you have both by going through the cycle, high confidence, high capability, you're a value creation kid. And that's what all these families focused on with their kids. So they didn't fall into that trap of spoiling and entitling and like victimizing and, and creating anxious kids. They prepared them for wealth. And that's what we go through in some of these other lessons of like how they got through the money skills and all that kind of stuff. But that was the first major lesson that we put into the Gravy Stack app. So everything in the Gravy Stack app, by the way, is about helping a kid create value in the home. It's amazing. And and it reminds me of
0: uh, something we teach in the cultural operating system for families is this culture of high challenge, high support. And sometimes, you know, we get that a little off. We're too much high, challenge, too much support. But it's like, no, we want to we challenge our kids because... That's what has them, you know, struggle a little bit. So, but we also want to support them and, so, and, and look, all challenge, no support. That's just really real critical and hard to be around all support, no challenge. That's the helicopter where it's like, I'm going to, I'll just do it all for you. And so it reminds me of like, no, we got to teach our kids to create value, let them struggle, challenge them, support them. So yeah, I love that. Okay. So that's one of the biggest. Like and first and foremost, foundational lessons. What, what's another one that came out from
2: these yeah, families? Second second biggest lesson. And then I'll get in after this lesson, I'm going to get into like the core money skills and the home economy system that everyone practically did in the home. But this one's huge. And I think you identify with this 100%. They pass on heritage as the goal, not inheritance. Mm-hmm. Okay? This one is where so many people mess up. The American dream, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, what they interpret that to be is I need to make a bunch of money to leave to my kids and grandkids. I need to have homes and assets and a net worth of X when I die so that they can have it and have an easier life. And really what you're handing them is a ticking time bomb and you don't know it. Absolutely. In fact, this is why 90% of it is gone by the third generation. Kids that are not prepared for wealth, kids that are not prepared to handle millions of dollars or bunch of homes or a bunch of assets that are just dumped on them. It's the lottery win. That's what happens. So it ends up causing so many issues. They either have shame that they got a bunch of money, imposter syndrome. So they end up blowing it or giving it away or being useless with it. Or they feel guilt. Right. So they just get rid of it or they literally use it to coast. And and when you coast, there's no way you're going to come back to be a value creation person. I was just going to say, and all of those things is the antithesis of coming from a place of creating value for others. Exactly. If you have the money, you will not create value as a lifestyle. If you're handed that money, there's a lot of shame and a lot of guilt and a a lot of imposter syndrome and a lot of people that, honestly, it gets worse because they, they are waiting for mom and dad to die. It's like kids fight over this money that breaks apart families the, the wills and trusts aren't set up correctly. Everyone's fighting over this and that. There's a ton of problems. And then they're just waiting for them to go. I mean, it's just painful to watch. Yeah. So that's what breaks up this issue so bad. And, and what we're trying to train people in is it's way more about what you leave in them than to them. Mm. Right? Hold on. Everyone, if you're listening, like, just take a note of that.
0: Like, Write down it's way more important what you leave in them than what you leave to them. That's exactly right. Like, and it doesn't mean you can't leave something to them. It doesn't mean you can't right. leave an inheritance. But if it's focused on first, let's, let's pass on heritage and a, a, a last name that stands for something. That's right. It's the greatest inheritance
2: we can give them. And then, yeah, some money can also be part of it. Yeah. And I'll go into that too before we're done. Like how they actually gave it, how they set it up. They want to give them enough for love but not to because- tell you give them enough to love them and not to coast them. So this is the idea is family brand, mission, vision, values, what it means to have my last name. Stop working for your kids, everything for your kids. I'm going to provide for my kids, do stuff with them. Instead of for them, do more with them. Oh, dude, Scott, do you know how many entrepreneurs will tell me like, oh,
0: the reason I'm working 80 hours a week for my kids. Yeah, I'm doing it all for my kids. And I go, no, you're not like, and I've look, I've said that lie too. It's a lie I tell myself. Like I've, I've plenty of times, because it, it at least fills you like, oh, I'm justifying. Yep. It's like, well, go ask your kids if they would want you to work 80 to 90 hours a week, miss all their games, miss all the activities, or make less money,
2: work a reasonable amount of time, and actually be there with them. Or my favorite is work gets done in the time you allow it. Mm. I can do what you do, in, what, not you, but what the average person can do in 10 hours, I can do it in one because I've built the systems now. I built the strategies, the self-managing company, the right systems to be able to outsource what I don't have as my unique ability. Mm. So that's really the focus is these wealthy families, these generational families, they get the system right so that they can be more with their kids, putting things into their kids, training their kids, building that family legacy rather than working my butt off and my kids, I never get to see them or do anything with them because guess what? Those kids get bitter, right? Right. Those kids get frustrated because a kid who's, who's nine and under doesn't, who doesn't understand what dad does every day at work thinks that what dad's doing is more important than them. They think dad's doing something more important than spending time with me. Mom's doing something that's more valuable than being with me. Scott, have you read Shoe Dog by Phil Knight? Oh, uh, no, I have not, but I know of the book. I got to read it.
0: Yeah, incredible book. Like, to Phil Knight's credit, he very much says like, yeah, like I was gone and it, and it created bitterness yep. with my sons, especially my oldest son. And he saw it as me choosing Nike over him. And, like, and
2: I was never able to yep. repair that. Yeah, and it does not matter how much is there at the end of the day. It does not. In fact, I come from four generations of this. I'm one of these good families. Four generations, mega wealth, never gave it on, never passed it on. I got, and I'll tell you the systems of these families. My family did 80% of it pretty good. Like I, my dad and my grandpa built InterWest Bank. It was the largest small business bank in America, like 90 branches, sold it to Wells Fargo for billions, put the whole thing in a charitable trust. So now it protected the kids and grandkids and now great grandkids from completely schisming and fighting and having all these nightmares. And the most important thing is they taught me to fish. It didn't give me the fish. I was shredding papers at six years old. My first business was at eight. I knew how to create value in the home and around me everywhere I went. I'd learn the money skills. I would not be anywhere close to where I am today. I'd be one one thousandth of who I am today. If they would have just said, when we die, you're getting X. Because guess what? I'm just waiting for that to happen. Waiting for them to die. And if even if, if they just give me a bunch too, like this is what happens on, um, Native American reservations, you turn 18, you get 150 grand. You know, one of my closest friends is telling me stories all the time of his friends. He only has 40% of his class alive still at age 38. Like, it's just like rampant violence, drugs, alcohol. You fall into addictions. Like you fall into all these issues. They have tons of imposter syndrome, guilt, shame, fear, addiction, pain. That's the issue that happens. Okay. And so that's so critical is like what you leave in them is a hundred times more powerful than what you're ever going to leave to them. And you want your kids when you, on you're on your deathbed, you want them to be remembering with a sweet aroma all the incredible experiences and memories and lessons you taught them. And you cannot do that by proxy. You have to do that in person. Do not, this is the number one thing about this topic. Do not outsource your parenting, Okay. This is the whole reason why we're doing Gravy Stack and this whole mission for 50 million kids. So many parents outsource the parenting to the school to learn everything they need to learn in life, to the church to learn everything spiritually, to the camp to learn all the like a skill or the sports team to learn leadership and fitness or health or nutrition. No, that you are in charge. This is the only thing you can't outsource. Outsource your business, not your family. You have to be the one giving these lessons, going through the motions, asking the dinner conversations, like bringing your kids through. In our book, we have 90 healthy struggles and boot camps that families should do with their kids. This is great. Like literally, it's just set up for you. It's in the app as well. All the the trainings and all the home economy and the way to teach them the money skills, all that's right there automated for you in the app. And if you don't do that, They will not actually learn what you want them to learn in all those other places. Okay. You have to do this yourself. There's no way to outsource it. Have you,
0: this, I love this and, you know, like, yeah. And, and, and look, it's really tempting. It's tempting to say, well, I'll outsource my kid's education to the school. I'll outsource their sense of belonging to a sports team. I'll outsource their spirituality to a religion or a church. I'll outsource. And it's like, no, you've got to be the source. Those, those things can be amazing supplements to the source. Right. but you're the source. And I, I just posted this quote the other day and tons of people loved it by Naval. Um, I'd, I'd probably not pronounce his name last, Robbie Kant, but he said, a fit body, a calm mind, a house full of love. These things cannot be bought. They must be earned. Mm. That's So it. You, can't, you can't buy a calm mind, a fit body, and a house full of love. Like you
2: have to earn those things. So yeah, like I love this idea of don't outsource it. That's really the, the core of what we're saying here is like, these families said, we're going to go hard in making sure our kids are prepared. And this isn't like take them out of all the other things. You know, our kids are in a great school and, but we're taking every second they're not in school and having an incredible family time. And, you know, we're going on a hike in an hour. We're literally just like taking the family up this Colorado mountain here in an hour. It's going to be awesome, right? We have a, a huge birthday party planned for tonight. We've got all these experiences and you got to plan ahead and you got to prioritize it. And we and look, man. You and I have young kids. We know the game here. It's a blender. You are this is your peak performing years, highest like you know income years, pulled in a million directions. And your kids are young and need you, and your wife needs you, and your life is a blender. It's it's so critical. I, I heard this story from a friend, Chad Johnson, and I got to share. It. He said everyone usually does this: uh, business first. I work so hard in the job. I'm exhausted when I get home. Business is first. Then I got to try to stay healthy. Then I'll think about my kids when I get a second. And then my wife. And then maybe God, the last breath before I go to bed. He's like, no, 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 no. Flip it. Has to go. God, spouse, kids, health, work. Like, if you have it in that order, you'll be amazed at how successful your business will be. Don't worry about it. It'll take care of itself. Wow. I've had, I've had hundreds of franchisees, and every time they got those priorities out of order, their business tanked. It was their sole focus and everything else struggled and messed up their health, their family, their relationships, their marriage, their kids, and then their business suffered because of it. You've got to get your priorities in line. That is a critical lesson that I will never forget. It's awesome. Ever. And I'm trying every day to live by it. You know, no one's perfect. We all screw up. But it's keeping that North Star is critical. So- there you go. Should we go into the money side? Yeah, let's go into the money side uh, real quick yeah. and share just some of those those lessons. Yeah, yeah. They don't raise a bunch of socialists. They, they raise like capitalist mindset. that create value. Like, let's get into the money side. So when it, <laughs> the, the actually, here's the biggest thing. They didn't teach their kids that money was evil. The love of money is. Mm. When it's your idol, it is. It's all you think about every day it is. When you're never giving it or sharing it, then, then it's the love of money. But money itself is not. Money is a powerful tool. That's what they wanted their kids to understand. Money is, is powerful for uh, freedom. It can help buy freedom. It can help so many other people. Like being generous with money. And this is the next piece. is The five money skills. Okay, um, Allowance is socialism. None of these families... Chris, did allowance. None of them. Wow. All hundred to the T. Nobody did allowance. And here's the three problems with allowance that we found. And everyone does allowance. Be- everyone else does allowance because that's a, like the easy button. I'm just going to give my kids 10 bucks a week, five bucks a yeah. week, whatever their age is, I'll give that every week. Well, when you give a kid money for free, the first problem is it's basically socialism. It's like a kid will never spend your money that you gave them any way that you want them to, like they earn it themselves. If they earn it themselves, it's way better, okay? They will just blow your money or they will hoard it, depending on their money motto, okay? Um, So that's the big first problem. You can't just, kids don't need help spending, okay? They know how to spend money. So if you're like, I gave my kid an allowance and now they're learning how to spend their money or save it. No, 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 no. They're learning how to spend your money. That is very, very different. That doesn't match the real world. right? The second problem is um, people go, well, my kids do chores for allowance. Well, you're giving them $1 amount every week to do a bunch of random things that you're still arguing over. You're still having conflict. They're still doing it wrong. They still miss it half the time. And half those things you should not pay for. Never pay your kids to brush their teeth and make their bed and clean their room and probably dishes and trash. Like that's their rent to be in the house, right? The other, and then the other half the stuff Maybe it is like yard work and garage stuff. And, but you should pay them individually for that, like a, like a gig so that they know what the value is of the, of the job so that they can connect
0: it to the world. Well, it's, it, it reinforces that value creation. It's like you went and mowed the lawn, which created value for our family because of a beautiful lawn now. And that has a monetary value of,
2: yeah, that makes so much sense. You have to do that. And so then kids can make an individual connection between creating value and reward. So that's the second problem. You don't want salaried employees. And then the third one is serfdom. Some parents go, well, we don't do allowance. Our kids do all the chores for free. They're the good kids. Okay, but you're still paying for everything for them. You're covering hundreds of dollars, even $1,000 a month, maybe more on your kids, on things that they should be paying for themselves with themselves with their hard-earned money. Mm. And that is the serfdom issue. And so, what these families did is none of that. These families did the home economy system, we call it, okay, which is in the app. This is probably the best piece of the app. This is the Gravy Stack app. Yep. We'll have a link to the Gravy Stack app. We'll have a link to the book um, in the show notes. Yep. We'll have a link specifically for your audience to help them. Awesome. You get in, you sign up in the app, it's iOS and Android. And then the kids are doing banking and a home economy and then 100 games to be fully financially competent, ready for the world. Super, it's amazing. So this home economy system is three E's expectations, expenses, and extra pay. This is what all these families did. They said, first of all, here's your list of stuff you're doing in the home for free. You're not getting paid to do these seven things, right? Your room, you know, even your bathroom, you're brushing your teeth, maybe the pet, the dishes trash. Like these are simple things that we do every day that everyone's doing. You're not getting paid for that when you're an adult on your own anyway. Okay. The second thing they said was, here's the expenses that you are now in charge of covering. Mm. Toys, trinkets, a new bike, technology. You want to get that game? You got to save up for it. Um, Birthday presents for friends is my favorite by far. How many times did we as parents buy the present, wrap the present, get the card? Kid signs it, chucks it on the table. That kid is not generous for life. You got to have that kid earn the fifteen bucks. That's so good. Have that kid get the present. When you you can help them wrap it because maybe they're seven years old or ten. They don't know how to wrap yet. Maybe you can teach them how to wrap. That's an incredible skill. Um, but you spend the extra time have the kid figure out what they want to get them and go get it. Take them to the store. They buy it. Now when that kid brings it to the party, he's gonna run in, or she is gonna run in, give it straight to the birthday kid. Say, open this right now. I got this for you. I bought this for you i want you to see your face when you open it yeah value creation generosity like generosity that kid is going to be generous for life okay you see the difference yeah that's amazing has to social outings with friends the kids should make money for that prepare then now parents save hundreds of dollars we have a list of 12 of those expenses in the app it's just literally like clicks and it's part of the weekly printout for the fridge for kids ages 6 to 18 mom and dad we just automated the system The last one is my favorite, the extra pay. Now you have an ability to pay your kids from all the money you just saved every month by passing off their expenses. And we have parents that make their kids buy all their clothes. They make their kids buy the shoes. They make their kids buy the sporting equipment, the the school supplies. They really go to the max. And now these kids are ready for the real world. And they're not going to buy the Air Jordans. They'll buy the Adidas or whatever. You know what I mean? So... They're learning trade-offs. They're learning wants and needs. They're learning decision-making, delay gratification. They're learning like um, how to save and plan ahead. And then this extra pay is how you pay them. It's 55 home gigs and you can choose five of them, 10 of them, 20 of them. And you set them up around the house where the kids at any time, any day can do those gigs, check the box and get paid right there on their weekly payday, right in the app. And the gigs repeat awesome. daily, weekly, monthly, however you want to set it up. So it's an automatic system. You get your printout every week. You can put it on the fridge. If you skip a week, it doesn't matter because it's right there on the fridge anyway. And all the kids have to do is click it one box in the app. And then their payday, Saturday at midnight usually, and they're ready. They see it flow through their money machine in the bank account with their debit card. Part of it goes to save. Part of it goes to share, which hooks up to every nonprofit. And then part of it goes to spend for their debit card where they have their list of expenses to prepare for. This is how these families did it. And we just made it easy for everybody to do, including the wealthy families, because it's an automatic system rather than having a whiteboard and a ticker, a sticker system, a ticket system, a point system, or whatever, you know, quarter system. That's a nightmare for parents. It never lasts. They all bail on it after three months. Totally. This, This system, automatic. It takes like five, 10 minutes to get this all going. And then you're like, boom, boom, boom. Every day at dinner, lunch, breakfast, you're talking about it. The fridge is right there. What are you planning for? What's next? What do you want to get? What are you covering? This is how kids get ready for the world. Okay? That's it. That's awesome. That's the home economy system. And I, I had the opportunity to hear Scott speak in Denver
0: and talk to him more about Gravy Stack. He's just scratching the surface of what's in this app. Like, but if, again, if you want to raise value creation, free thinking, independent, confident, like, and that's why Scott and I are so excited about, you know, doing things together, right? Like we have some things that we're going to be, we're going to be putting on some legacy workshops for couples, by the way, for anyone who's interested coming up where families can come and give, basically get all the best of family brand, all the best of gravy stack and value creation, just because we want to make a different, we believe Scott and I together believe that the way we strengthen the world is by strengthening families. It starts in the home. It's the greatest leadership development opportunity in the history of the world is inside homes. You know, it's, it's, it, that is the place to prepare people and prepare our children to be leaders, to be people who go out and look to create value out there in the world. You know, and, and, and one of my biggest, I've always told people, I had someone ask me yesterday, like, so what's the goal for your kids when they leave your home someday? And I was like, man, that's a great question. And this is how it occurs to me, Scott, is by the time my children leave my home, I want them to know who they are, love who they are and believe in who they are. I want them to know that they are powerful creators who can go create anything in the world, and they're 100% responsible to do it. Yep. Yeah. And that's what Gravy Stack is like. It's teaching creation and it's teaching like, look, and like you're, you're, you're capable of it and you're responsible to do it.
2: Yeah, that's it. You know, I, I got to share this last lesson and I, I missed about four or five of the lessons. So maybe what we should do is when we post this show, we should put a link to the workshop if families want to come. Because this is, we're going to go two day deep dive. Let's do it. How do you do behavior? How do you do the home economy? How do you set up the estate legacy? How do you figure out the conversations? How do you do the brand? What does it mean to have your last name? You leave this two day workshop, you're ready. You know exactly how to have your next 10 conversations. And within two weeks, your kids never never ask you for money again. No more conflict over the chores. You have a, a clear vision and value system to how to explain to your kids in such an easy way that your two-year-old can say it over and over and over. That's how you're going to leave this workshop. And we've already had packed out like two workshops full of people that are emailing me. And I haven't even said we're going to do it yet. I'm getting emails every day and texts from people like, when's the workshop? When's the workshop? Yeah. So uh, this last thing I got to share. Okay. Kids need roots and wings. This is my last lesson from these legacy families. They not only made it their last name critical in their family, they have this belief that independence is not the goal necessarily. The goal is interdependence. The goal is connection. They want their kids to, nobody wants their kids to just turn 18 and like leave forever. They don't want their kids to just like move across the country and never see them again. Sure. Sure. That's not legacy necessarily. You can live in somewhere else. But what I'm saying is what these parents really focused on was roots and wings. Because when you have deep roots as a family, deep connection, deep legacy, everyone knows what it means and how to live this life, create value, our last name, what we stand for. Now they can have, and then you're building them to have wings. You're building them to, they could be independent if they want to, but they're interdependent with you. They're coming back for every holiday. They're having the Sunday dinners. They want to call you when everything happens fun. You're the one of the first calls on their list. That's what we're talking about here. That's what parents want. Yeah. I want my kids to make it in the real world, but I want them to stay connected to us. So our thing is do what these families do. Create the system that makes them fall in love with being a part of this family. Be proud of being part of this family and go off and crush it in the world, but stay connected. So it's capability, confidence, and connection. That's a piece that a lot of parents miss, right? They go, I just want my kid to be ready for the world. I just want them to succeed. I just want to make sure I did my job well so that they can be like, cover it, you know, make their money and not go broke and not screw up. Well, the best way to do that is have roots and wings. I love that. Both together as one. So that's the big lesson that we really want to make sure everybody hears. And that's again what Gravy Stack, and there's a parent elite group inside of Gravy Stack as well. Because we realized very quickly the parents that started signing up in this, they're like, can we just get together once a month and like talk on Zoom for an hour about all these things? So now we're doing like a parent elite group all from people all over the country that care about these issues. And we're dealing with topical stuff. It's amazing. Like college crap taxes. How do you teach investing? How do you teach generosity? I teach earning. You know, we have four stages of earning for kids in there as well. But yeah, so we're here to make you better. We're here to build a legacy. We're here to like help your name mean something for seven generations. And this might be the best podcast you and I have done, dude. Yeah. Well, it just, there's so many like,
0: well, just going back to this one point about connection roots and wings, Melissa will often ask parents when they start following her Instagram or just you know, interacting, what's your biggest fear as a parent? Almost always one of them, if not the top one is I'm afraid that my kids are going to grow up and want to have, want to have nothing to do with me because that's how they feel often about their parents to some degree. That's right. And so a huge part of the mission with family brand and creating this is that you are creating relationships that will last. Yes. Like I want to, I plan on being just as connected and close and as good of friends with my kids when they're adults as they are as now, Right. Yep. And, I, and I may not see them every single day, like, but, but I love this point of roots and wings. So, okay, in closing real quick, Scott, tell us your family values because I know you shared them in, uh, in Denver and I just, I love the, the simplicity and the power and this is what you're putting in. This is one of the things you're putting in, you and Amy, to your children.
2: Yeah. Yeah, our family, you know, faith, family, and fish is what we landed on for our kids and our whole family. This is our legacy. And our, our crest is like an anchor because we're a big water family. We love the water. I grew up on the ocean. We'd go to the, we're going to the lake and tomorrow for the month um, to have amazing experiences together. But so an anchor is like our kind of symbol as a family. It's also a lot of other meanings with a fish in the background. Um, faith, family, fish. My two-year-old says it every day, okay? It's so easy to remember. That's critical with all this. It's gotta be easy to remember. So faith, we like, we love God. Um, family, we care about our family. And then fish, which is fun and adventurous. Integrity. Doing the right thing, even if no one's watching. Um, service, which is creating value in the world. And then hard work. We get Love we, that. We, we do hard things. That's similar to your family. We get things done. We leave things better. That's where the service one came. We always leave things better than when we when we left. A lot of those came from Family Brand when we went through the program. We just we just wanted to find an acronym that the kids always can remember and take with them. It's amazing. And Scott. And Scott was telling
0: me that his two year old still thinks sometimes that we're going fishing when we say fish.
2: Yeah. He's like, Dad, when are we doing the family values fishing trip today? <laughs> I'm like, Well, we don't have water nearby, but we'll do it tomorrow.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, well, Scott, dude, so much value per second. Like literally every second of this, like just you delivering value. I hope you guys take notes. I hope you visit at Gravy Stack, buy Value Creation Kid, all of the links to that. And to Scott's point, Let's just put a link to our first legacy workshop that we have um, coming up. And if you want to just have this all created for you from your mission, vision, values, to all these lessons, these principles in two days. So Scott, love you, brother. Love your family. Thank you. Grateful to have you on. Thanks for the work you do in the world to build the strength of families and uh, stoked to continue serving
2: families together. I really do believe that this is going to be huge. I think this is like water in a desert for families. Um, And I I think that we're going to make a massive impact. And the cool thing is one family that we change changes hundreds more or thousands more. Totally. This is a ripple movement, man, like 50 million families ready to succeed and staying connected with heritage, not inheritance. So, all right, buddy, this is good. Thanks so much. Thanks, brother.
1: Thank you so much for listening to the Family Brand Podcast. To say thank you, we have something really awesome we'd love to share with you.
0: You know, we often hear from families who will tell us that they just feel so overwhelmed because of the demands that are placed on them. They feel like they're constantly being pulled in so many different directions and spread thin, and they're spending time as a family, but they don't feel like it's quality time. They're not really connected and they wanna be more intentional. And we can certainly relate because we felt like that at one point in, in our family. And so we created a guide that allowed us to really be more confident around how we spend time as a family and what we say yes to and what we say no to. And it's just brought so much more peace into our home. It's made our lives so much more simple.